Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good Monday afternoon and welcome to the COB. This is the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance and startups. And it is the 29th of June. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scuddy, um, look, there was a bit of trepidation out there in the market today, but I don't think that the day, you know, evolved any differently than we sort of thought it would when we started. No, it was ugly, but uh, if you go back to where we were finished on uh, Thursday afternoon last week, we basically closed that level. So we uh, had a strong day on Friday and we gave it all back today. So this choppy, topsy-turvy price action we're seeing at the moment continues. And it is likely to continue when we continue to see cases of COVID, not just in the US, which obviously is a big driver of sentiment, but here at home, you know, we saw surprising numbers coming out of Victoria today. And again, that raises questions about you know, when will the state borders open? When will mm. the economy fully open? And, and you know what it does to consumer sentiment as well. Yeah, of course, uh, after 90 odd cases in, uh, in Victoria over the weekend, uh, another 71 net today. So that's an increase. Um, and not to go and get alarmist about it, but obviously you don't want to see it going that direction. And it does, as you said, uh, bring into question when we'll see uh, these border restrictions brought down. Will we get to an instance where Victoria is essentially shut off to the rest of Australia. Uh, it's not insurmountable to go and go down that path, given what was going on there. Everyone else seems to be handling it fairly well, uh, particularly the smaller states, less popular states. So uh, it's going to be a difficult question at some point. We're going to have to go and answer, I believe. We saw flight centre down by 5% today, Qantas off by 6.3%, Webjet 6.5%. So clearly those travel stocks are still feeling the pain. But really, I mean, we saw broad-based selling CBA was off by one and a half percent. NAB was down by more than two percent. All the big miners suffered. Actually, I'll correct myself. All the big miners in certain areas um, <laughs> suffering. But uh, the best performer today was Evolution Mining. It was up by four, close to five percent. Because if you're looking for a safe haven, look no further than gold. All that's glistening is gold. I'm going to just tweak that little uh, little saying there. But uh, yeah, obviously, Gold Greece has had a really nice day. Uh, spot prices over the uh, Friday hit fresh eight-year highs. Uh, as Julia Lee from Berman Invest said uh, when we spoke to her earlier on today, she that uh, the money printing which is going on at the moment, which has been a clear factor supporting gold prices recently, along with concern about what's going on with the global economy, it's difficult to see any meaningful pullbacks uh, in bullion prices arriving anytime soon. Certainly so. Uh, Julie also pointed out the fact that we will likely see tax loss selling. That's what we've been seeing as an influence on this market. We've got just a couple of days left until we are end of financial year and all the parties that brings about. Um, we heard from the Prime Minister today and the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian uh, looking to spend a billion dollars on infrastructure, some of those road hotspots being addressed. This is, you know, yet another measure 
of stimulus that's coming through from the federal government um, on top of all the monetary stimulus that we've had as well. Um, yeah, there's big questions coming to the fore about when the stimulus taps will be turned off or more specifically, where they will be targeted. But, you know, no money is free money, is it? No, it has to be paid back at some point. Uh, and but to be honest, I think you've got to go and keep the taps going and keep the economy going along at a decent clip. Uh, you know, there's some troubling things that I'm seeing in the labour market. You, know, you do not want to go and get into a scenario where you fall into the trap of pulling back on the stimulus, having a W-shaped recession, and then you have second round um, you know, job losses and the like. That's exactly what you do not want to be doing at this juncture. And uh, we also need to be cognizant of the toll that this recession will take on future generations, not, not even necessarily when it comes back to, to, comes to paying back the stimulus, more so job prospects, um, you know, what, what will be on off in the economy on the other side of this recession? That is the question. Uh, and I do fear for the young, younger Australians out there at the moment, because prior to this pandemic, there was clear problems that we had with uh, absorbing new entrants to the labour force now whether that was because of you know, strong levels of immigration, which we had seen, or whether it was due to a mismatch in skills. The major factor, in my opinion, was that the economy was just growing too slowly to, to, to create enough jobs to go and suffice. Uh, and I do wonder about you know, how difficult it's going to be. When I first started off uh, full-time working, it was straight after the Olympic Games. Uh, wasn't a recession by any stretch of the imagination, but it was certainly a softer period of time. And I can still remember back that it was not just as easy as waltzing into a job. Uh, now we've got a situation where it's significantly worse. Uh, the unemployment rate uh, is around the same levels, but when you take out JobKeeper and the like, it's significantly higher. So there's going to be a few issues there. You do not want to go and have a generation going through who become uh, disheartened, don't want to participate in the labour force. Uh, that leads to things like you know, increased uh, wealth inequality, income inequality, societal problems so mm -hmm. we need to go and do something about this as a nation to prevent you know that scenario from taking place well and that's why we've got these massive stimulus programs going through not just here in australia but overseas as well really you know i've read a lot of commentary when it comes to what the u.s fed is doing they are doing their part to head off some say social anarchy potentially in the u.s um, but besides that let's keep it focused on australia We've got the Grattan Institute today saying that the federal government needs to implement spending and tax cuts totaling $70 billion to stimulate the economy and reduce the unemployment rate. We spoke with its CEO, John Daly, earlier this morning. If you'd like to listen to that interview and hear that argument being put forth, you can do so and access that interview via the show notes. Uh, we have stock of the day being Fisher & Paykel. If you want to hear a good news story, uh, it helped lift the New Zealand market by more than 1%. It was one of the best performers today, up by more than 6% on the Australian market. It's Fisher & Paykel. Now, obviously, a bit of sensitivity because it's making some of its money because mm. of the COVID pandemic. But still, um, you know, a worthwhile company to discuss. And that's exactly what David Kosh, Koshy did with his guests in studio today on the call. Let's hear first what David Novak from Wealthwise Education had to say about Fisher & Paykel. On a price basis, I think it's a bit expensive for where yeah. it is. Um, yeah, there is earnings growth, as, uh, as you've highlighted there, and, and I think there's some growth coming into the uh, end of the next couple of years yeah. as well. But that price uh, 
that it's trading on doesn't support you know that level yeah. of growth. But if I was to make a choice, I'd be looking more at um, you know CCL or Resmed at the Resmed, moment. At okay. the moment, okay. yeah. But like you say, it is a good business. Yeah. But at what price yeah. do you pay for it? Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to see the stock break below two eighty. Right. Uh, but that was the buy point, um, and it is starting to move up here. So gradually, you know, right. I should yeah. say. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, I would probably this would be my number one pick, and then. Yeah. And that was Francesco De Stratis finishing off the thoughts about Fisher and Paykel uh, on the call today. Now, another company that we put the focus on the channel today was ServCorp. So it said that it's shutting its 12 locations, saying, look, it was just really challenging in the U.S. We had a great chat with the CEO, Alf Morfage, and he said that, look, we've never understood the U.S. market and they've never really understood us. I know Daniel Wiener and Ingrid Willinch spoke with him and they were just really impressed by, you know, his, uh, his pretty direct way of speaking. If you'd like to listen to that interview, you can do so again. Just access it via the show notes or go to our website, ausbiz.com.au. Uh, Scotty, tomorrow here we've got uh, payrolls data that we are obviously looking forward to. We've got the Governor DeBell speaking as well as a Consumer Confidence, the weekly one coming from ANZ. Or focus on the uh, payrolls report. That will give you a near real-time snapshot of what's happening in the labour market. Obviously, we want to see some, uh, some progress in uh, bringing payrolls back to their pre-pandemic levels and also see income, which is obviously another major factor, sort of return to normal levels. If we're not seeing pretty significant progress, having been opened up now the economy for quite a while, uh, it'll be a little bit concerning. Yeah, and that um, is a precursor to, you know, more economic data that we're getting this week than we had last week at least uh, giving us a good good look as to whether we've passed the low point for the Australian economy. At 10.10am 10, 10 tomorrow, we'll be speaking with Michael Francis. He's a portfolio manager at Francis Capital Partners. Um, we'll also be speaking, you and I will, Scuddy, to a little Australian gold company, Otico Minerals. It has uh, made a discovery in Canada. Look, I don't know all the details at this time, but I gave them a call because their share price was up, well, doubled, on the back of that news. And we like a good small cap company every once in a while. We like them in the gold space too. From little things, big things grow. (laughs) This is true. So we're looking forward to that coming through. I think that's at 11.45 tomorrow morning. And we will be hearing from Senator Jane Hume. She's the Minister for Superannuation Financial Services and Financial Technology. She'll be joining us to talk the upcoming CDR regime launch. That's at 2.30 p.m. local time. That is pretty much it for this Monday. It's the 29th, as I said. That's the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance and startups. Shall we do it all again tomorrow? I think so. I'm very excited for New Year's Eve. So we'll see uh, see how we go tomorrow. (laughs) All right. See you, Scotty.